Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my always amazing, excellent, good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And we brought with us tonight Dan Schneider. Uh, we didn't bring him, actually. He's coming to us from Germany. And Dan's going to share his profound wisdom and knowledge on great things regarding life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and other issues, especially regarding the Catholic faith. But of course, everything begins with prayer. And Father, we always turn that over to you. Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. And we want to thank everybody out there who supports the U.S. Grace Force podcast, your comments, your prayers, your thoughts, your encouragement. We get it through emails, all different ways we hear the great support. Thank you so much for that. Please keep us in your prayers. And also, don't forget to, if you can, help us out through the Patreon program. Patreon program is a great way to support the work that we're doing. Helps us continue in many ways. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And your few dollars here and there, what you can give to Patreon, you can click the link in the description below to find that. Those few dollars go a long way to help us continue this work. So we thank everybody. You are in our prayers for helping us with that. Don't forget also to go out to the U.S. Grace Force gear page. Get yourself a great t-shirt, hoodie, sweatshirt. I'm wearing the I Kneel For God Alone t-shirt right now. Father has the Get Strong t-shirt on. We want to encourage everybody to get strong, kneel for God alone, especially in these times. We are dealing with so many attacks coming at the faith. Yes, we're going to address again tonight a little bit about that article that was out there in the Atlantic last week, week and a half or so ago. But Dan, of course, is one of our favorite guests. We love to bring him on. The crowd loves him. They cheer, they scream, all kinds of applause. You can hear it right now. Applause. Yeah, yeah. Over. All over the yeah, knock, knock two cow. That's it. I hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you're, you're former military, and we want to talk about being skilled in the basics, partly because we are offering, through Battery Ready Coalition, BR Coalition, we're offering a workshop next week on August 30th and September 1st. The workshop is called Skilled. And again, click the link in the description for information on that. This is an opportunity for people to come free, again, August 30th, September 1st, and really learn some main skills that are so important for us, especially in the times that we're living in. There are people out there that are doing some kind of prepping, preparation for stuff. They're getting food, water, you know, they're going through some of the basics, but a lot of times they don't practice or train and develop the skills that are necessary to actually use the items. I know people who buy stuff, they have it, they put it in their closet, they didn't even take it out of the box. They're not even using it, they're not practicing with it, they're not training with it. That doesn't help us really be able to deal with it if everything hits the fan. So this is a workshop. Come on. We're going to encourage people. Sign up August 30th, September 1st. Click the link in the description below. Pick a date. Pick a time. Come on out. Free workshop. We're going to be addressing some key skills that are so important to learn. And Dan, we thought of you right away on this, especially with regards to you being former military, you having that, that great opportunity to serve the country, and we appreciate you doing that. And then also not just the natural skills that you learned in the military that really you can speak to the importance of us learning how to take care of the basics but also the spiritual skills, such as the skill of using the rosary as a spiritual weapon, as it is in the battles that we are in right now. So we want to address both issues, the natural skills that are good to learn, and especially the fact that we have got to learn these spiritual skills. So do, do you want to say why you're in Germany? Can you talk about that? Or is that, is that a super secret mission right now? 
it's a super secret mission. I can't talk about it. Uh, okay. I'd have to kill you if I did. So. Yeah, and I know you texted me and you said, I'm on my way to the bunker <laughs> to log in right now. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tell no, us what I'm, you can. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just over here training. Um, there's, we have a, a there's, there's teams forming over here doing the Libra Cristo protocol. And uh, it's so encouraging. There's there's just great Catholics over in Germany. We we only get what the what the what the mainstream media gives us, you know. And uh, there, it, the more I travel and do conferences and, and now speaking in Europe, I, I see that there's amazing people all over the world, all over our country, and all over the world that are just like us. There's you know if if you're doing the the office of readings and um, uh, you know the vigils and the prayer of the church and uh, you 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 see this theme repeatedly over the last week or so, and it's the remnant. And God always leaves a remnant of faithful, the small groups of faithful. Uh, um, there's a, a, um, a famous uh, French general, Marquis de Sade, and he said, it's not the big armies that win battles, it's the good ones. And so God is, is giving us a, a, you know, a core group of really good Catholics that are going back to the very basics of the faith. And part of that is, is going back to our, our primitive understanding of Christianity and, and the old practices uh, you know, we fight an ancient enemy, ancient, ancient enemy. Uh, the catechism says that that all of man's history has been one of dour combat with the forces of evil. All of man's history, going back to the very beginning of time. This is the catechism of the church. We fight an ancient enemy. And, and, and I can tell you, with, you know, uh, in, in all seriousness, that the ancient weapons are the weapons that work the best. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dan, so uh, you have the military background. Uh, you're also training people up now in Libra Cristo with basically um, part of the whole exorcism of fighting demons, literally. And, uh, yeah. and, and so, again, more of that, that battle, right? Uh, I always said, too, it, it, and everybody can hear this and, and so that the information gets out. I want on my funeral card this. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the deck tactics of the devil because we're not fighting flesh and blood here. We're fighting dark forces in the supernatural realm. So that's Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. Uh, but that's St. Paul, who himself had a military background, who himself said we need to be soldiers for Christ, right? And and he uses all kinds of, recently he talked about having discipline and training. And here we're talking tonight about uh uh, having, uh, you know, that, that skill in the basics, you know, basic training. And, uh, and so, yeah, we use uh, this military language and this Atlantic article that came out, um, you know, kind of scoffed at the whole idea of using military language. And, and my first thought was, well, this person just doesn't know Catholicism and is, you know, outsider looking in and commenting. It was kind of ridiculous. But then later I thought, you know what he's doing? He's uh, trying to belittle us by equating us with the military. Like that's something bad. You know, and I mean, I, I literally am in awe when I see a military person because I'm going, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. You decided to go in mission to put your life on the line to keep me free I mean, it's one of the most selfish but most courageous acts to choose to be in the military. I mean, so yes, it's the same in the spiritual life, in in our spiritual warfare, isn't it? So can you help us to understand more, Dan? I mean, why is 
military language um, very appropriate uh, in our uh, understanding our, our Catholic spiritual life and our fight against evil. Yeah, what's interesting, I did an academic paper on this uh, not long ago at a biblical conference, tracking the use of the of the symbolism of the cross. Every Good Friday, Father, when we we do the we do the uh, um, there's a lit a, a, a sequence that's prayed on Good Friday. It, um, 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 it's, it's, um, uh, hold on, give me a second, pause it for a second. It's the, um, yeah, I'll edit it. Don't worry. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, it's an ancient Rome. It's one of the last of the great Roman poets and he, and it, and, and it's called the Pange Lingue, uh, mm-hmm. sing my tongue of a glorious battle, yeah. um, in which, in which our Christ, our victor, um, brought victory through the, the tropion of the cross. The tropion, um, this, is, this is now fifth century, but we've got evidence of this language being used going all, all the way back to Irenaeus of Lyon, uh, uh, Origen, uh, um, and then Tertullian, and then Ambrose, and doctor of the church, and then St. Augustine, doctor of the church. So these, these great early church writers used this image of the tropion. The tropion was a, it was a, a T-shaped, uh, a marker. It's a you'll hear it translated as a war memorial, and what it was an, an ancient uh, battle which was based on heavy infantry. At the point tro- where we get the tropao means to turn uh, in Greek, and so that's where we get the word trophy. And the, the trophy, the war memorial, marked the spot where the enemy turned, mm. and so and where they turned and broke ranks because our strength is in staying in and staying in rank. And that point where one man breaks. And then the next man, and then it's, and then the slaughter is on, and then the battle is is over. It's just a matter of time because they broke ranks, and that spot they put they put a T a T shaped marker made out of wood or steel, and they hang over the 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 instruments of the enemy's uniforms, their 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 their, their helmet, their their um, their body armor, their sword, just like we do. At the end of uh, so during Lent, sometimes we'll place the crown of a crown of thorns, and you know, and, and the and uh, the the, the um, other instru- yeah. other elements from from the crucifixion at the base of the of the altar, so people can see this, and we venerate the cross. This goes back to an ancient ancient understanding of the church that were, that went on for centuries, and that is the cross is a war memorial. The cross, uh, in fact, Saint Augustine said, the cross is where Christ. Uh, uh, the tropion of the crosses where Christ takes the sword, our David takes the sword and cuts the head off of Goliath. Mm. St. Augustine said that the cross is a tropion. The cross is a war memorial. And he said, this is where with our lady's cooperation, with our lady's cooperation brought forth him who would, who would, uh, uh, would chop off the head of Goliath and play or, and defeat Goliath. And then place Goliath, what he says is mitere sub yugam, place, uh, placing the devil to go under the yoke. And this is another military term. This, this is, you, you, can, you can look this up. This is ancient history. They would take the pila, which is their, their long spear. They would, they would make a, uh, uh, you know, they would, they would take three of them, fasten together like a goalpost, and they would force the enemy to strip after they've been defeated, um, they would strip them and put them in just in their, their basic underwear, stripping all weapons, obviously, and they would force them to go under the yoke and bow 
before the general that just defeated them. And so this to the Roman and the Roman mind, this would be a fate worse than death. They would prefer to die. This is the most shameful thing you could do. And this is the language that St. Augustine uses uh, to describe what Christ did. He defeats the devil with the tropion of the cross, which is the sword of David. And then he places him, uh, he forces him to go sub uh, yugum under the yoke and, and, and absolute surrender, uh, absolute humiliation. This is the, this language goes all the way back. And, and of course, in St. Paul in scripture, when he talks about uh, drive the cross, he uh, uh, um, leading off in, in, in procession, right? And triumph. This is another language uh, going back to ancient times where they had the triumphal marches when they would march uh, uh, the, the defeated enemy in a parade underneath this arch and the whole city would have this massive party, right? All of Rome would celebrate. And, and, <clears throat> and the very front of this parade would be the general Caesar would be there and there would be a slave standing behind him whispering in his ear as the crowds cheered for him, remember, you're just a man. Remember, you're just a man. To remind him, he's not a god. He's just a man. Not to get too, not to get too big-headed that, that the gods did this for you. And then in the, and they would bring, they would have floats and they would display uh, the different types of things that happened, the key decisive moments in the battle. And then the very end would be the general that they defeated. He would be in all of his regalia in a cage. And they would usher him into, into the city and the people would, boo, there's the bad guy, right? And then they would march, they would go all the way through the city displaying so the people could see this battle, right? This is the triumphal battle. Then they would bring them into the Senate and there's a room underneath there that they, that they, would, they would then execute the opposing general. This is harsh, harsh language and harsh times. But this is the language that, that the, the, the early church fathers and the, and the scripture writers used. God is a fortress, a stronghold of defense. God is my shield. He is my armor bearer, right? Uh, um, he prepare my hands for battle. Obviously, we're not talking about physical battle. We're talking about spiritual battle. What occurred in history, we now have in mystery. And the early church fathers used these as allegory to describe what it took place. What happened on the cross is not, and we see this some, in some parts of the United States, Oh, it's poor us on Good Friday. It's look what we did to Jesus. The ancients understood this as this is not look what we did to Jesus. This is a battle cry of victory. Look what Jesus did for us. And he did it in a triumphal manner. Hmm. Well, okay. So let's establish something here then. Our modern language when it comes <laughs> to the spiritual fight, we've been tremendously wussified is, mm -hmm. is that probably a safe thing to say dan yeah i i think that's an official term wussified yeah yeah <laughs> we, we here's the thing father or, or uh, father and doug this is one of the the virtue the, the vices that that come from uh saint, saint gregory the great talked about the daughter vices to to this to the to the vice of lust and one of those vices is a, is an effeminacy a, a, an inability to suffer so effeminacy uh, is rampant in our culture. And that effeminacy is, is an inability to bear the cross, inability to do the hard things. And if you want a soldier, you got to do the hard things. Here's, this goes back to, to the language of, of, of the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy 6, you have what's called the Shema Yisrael. Hear, O Israel, right? The Lord our God is the Lord alone. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. 
Take to heart these words which I join on you today. Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home or abroad, whether you are busy or at rest. Bind them to your wrist as a sign and let them be a pendant on your forehead. That word to drill isn't drilling like, I'm going to drill this into you and yell at you until you understand this intellectually. It is, it, this is a military term to repeat over and over and you practice and you practice and you practice and you practice. This is the drilling. This is the language of military preparedness. When I was a, uh, a pilot, a student for, for flight training, you know, the helicopters are extremely, extremely sensitive. They actually defy logic, uh, uh, aerodynamics. They, they defy it. They shouldn't fly. They shouldn't be able to fly like a bumblebee. He shouldn't be able to fly according to aerodynamics. The, the helicopter does the same thing. That's why we would always tell guys before they would take off for flight, we would tell them two things. One, keep the greasy side down because the grease goes to the bottom. Keep that down because the greasy side goes up. You're not, you're not going to make it home. And the second was, was uh, the top of the rotor system that, that held on the, uh, there was a nut that held the rotors on. And you would always check that. If you didn't check anything else, you check that nut. And we called it the Jesus nut. The Jesus nut. Because if you didn't check that nut or that nut comes off, you're going to meet Jesus today. You know, this, it's over for you because that's holding it all together. So there's certain things you've got to do. You've got pre-flight. You've got, you've got you checking weather. You're, you're going down your checklist. It's very methodical. And so we, when we were in flight training, we would actually go home at night and they would tell us, you, get a, you sit on the toilet and you get a plunger in your right hand. You get a broom or a mop on the other hand. And you do this motion because every time you pull collective, uh, um, you got to move cyclic forward and, you gotta, and then you've got a little twisting of the tiny little touch of the left foot so that you adjust the back rotors. And you just did this and drilled it over and over. I can still do it. My body still could do it instinctively. Because this is the drilling that it takes for precision, and precision means success in combat. And this goes all the way back. We hear this language in the Shema Yisrael, and we must do that. And they would do this at morning, at morning noon, and evening, 6, 12, and 6, right? What does that sound like? St. Saint, Saint Pius uh, or, or St. Saint, Saint Paul VI says, spiritually, we are all Jews, Right. So 6, 12 and 6, we take this Shema Israel over with the Angelus and we drill the Angelus into our children. We drill it. This is why it's part of our protocol. We, we proclaim into the cosmos, the incarnation of God's son. That's 6, 12 and 6. We proclaim into the cosmos, the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she conceived. Right. We proclaim Mary's yes. St. Bernard, another doctor of the church, said that all creation waited with bated breath for the yes. For the answer of a 15-year-old virgin girl, we proclaim the enemy's defeat at the yes of this, of this young woman and the incarnation that began the life, death, and ultimate resurrection and victory for us. So, the, this, this, so we, there's other language that describe it as well, but this is one of the ancient ways that the, that the ancient fathers and doctors of the church saw it in militaristic language. This is why the catechism echoes it. This has been a time of dour combat from the beginning of man's history. Yeah, this is the reason we wanted to have you on again, Dan. We 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 have you on frequently, and I love to have you on every time. But, um, but because this language does speak to men, you know, I, I uh, men's ministry has has been a, a huge part of of my priesthood, and uh, you know, we what we do, and this is what I came up with, but or uh, together we did, but we said let's get together and let's kneel before the king, you know, and, and yeah. what are we doing? We're in adoration. Okay, and then we take that powerful weapon, the rosary, and we start praying that. 
And then during that time as well, uh, we're offered the sacrament of confession. But what is that? It's that it's that I'm all in. Okay, I I am I am getting myself washed clean, and I am all in. Let's do this thing. But it, it's all been this kind of language that we've used that has inspired so many men to uh, to take their faith seriously. And I I can't tell you the the countless stories I've he heard, and these are young men primarily that that say you know I was agnostic maybe even atheistic for um you know most of my adult life and and uh and this makes sense to me okay that we are soldiers for Christ as St Paul says and we are in a battle and that our weapons are supernatural and they're powerful yeah, yeah. and, and we, we've got to get yeah. yeah and we've got to get we've got to take up our weapons and fight and and again uh it, it's a is it going to appeal to everybody no uh, does Christmas appeal to everybody? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, but does it appeal to the vast majority? And then, you know, I want to conclude with this too, is that, well, what about the women? You know, I, we have the United States Grace Force. I'm, I'm, I haven't looked closely at it, but uh, I, we have half for sure uh, that are women. They love this. And, and they also love their men coming to these night of nights that we had. Uh, we have, we, we uh, COVID gave us a, uh, but we're getting them back up in November. But anyways, the night of nights, kneeling before the king, go to confession, all in. Um, and uh, anyways, w w uh, people wondered, well, does the wife, you know, not like the husband being away from home? No, we found out the wives were pushing the men out the door. Yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to this thing. You go Listen to this, this thing. Because I want answer. that strong yeah. man. I want that warrior. I want that soldier they, they, for Christ. They, they want that. They want their yeah. men to be men. Yes. You know? Let me give yeah. you an example, Father, that, 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 another example of how women understand this. Um, well, first of all, Padre Pio um, said prayer is the best weapon we have. Prayer yeah. is the best weapon we have. So, uh, so we must pray, right? We, it's not about petitioning and and. and God bless all those people working in politics that are doing all, we have to do those things. But prayer is the best weapon we have. St. Teresa of Avila, doctor of the church, doctor of prayer. She, she, when she said, I want you, my daughters, she says, she says, I want you to be manful, right? Remember virtue, right? Virtue is a habit, it's a habit that is drilled. A virtue is a repeated act. A vice is a repeated act. A virtue, a vert, to be virtus, right? To be virtus, is another phrase coming from, from, from the military. See Julius Caesar would say to his men before battle, men, be virtus. That meant manly courage in war, right? And be manful. And so Teresa of Avila said, I want my daughters, I want you to be manful. And in another place, she says, I want you to be barbada, to be bearded. Like, like and she, she envisioned the soldiers coming off of campaign uh, with these long beards, you know, kind of like the Chris Kyle and, and, the, and, and these uh, special forces guys that kind of go native with the long beards and stuff. And she says, I want you to be so manful that you scare the men. Espanten los hombres, she says in Spanish. That it, it's, it frightens them. It's startling how manful, how virtuous, how holy, how courageous you are. Yes. This is Dr. Church talking to, to, to women. And I can tell you, I, I, I go in on a regular basis and teach our, our, our Carmelites. And these women are warriors. These women get it. Yes. These young, virginal, pure soldiers for Christ, they absolutely get it. These are the Green Berets. These are the Delta Team Six 
of the of the uh of the catholic church because they know the precision needed in prayer yeah you're absolutely right father it's growing in virtue it's it's about establishing virtue and who what 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 woman in her right mind wouldn't want her man to say honey i really would like to go pray Honey, I right. think I think it's time for all of us to go to confession. A right. woman knows that she wants her man to be the spiritual leader, to to mm-hmm. to become a holy man, and to get them into heaven. He's the team leader. He needs to lead the team. And, and the, the radical secularists uh, hate this, you know. And and sure what do they, they do? do? Their narrative is that's toxic masculinity. No, it's yeah, not. The toxic yeah. masculinity is a drunk that beats his wife. I, I get that. Yeah, that's not what yeah, this you want, is. You want this to see is a strong Saint Joseph watch, warrior. Yeah, yeah. Turn right. on cops if you want to see toxic masculinity. Watch cops. Yeah, right. Yeah. You watch the guy that beats his wife. Yeah. You know, we're not talking about machismo. No. We're talking about uh, you're talking about a man of God. So fathers are fathers are meant to 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 defend their homes, right? The the, the and spiritual talk, fathers. But go spiritual ahead. fathers as well. No. So so all fathers. And, and all fathers follow. Here's here's one of the things, uh, uh, and I'm using uh, Rogers rules for Rangers, right? This is an a, 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 the Rangers still use this. And and one of the things is uh, one of the rules is all Rangers are, are subject to the rules and articles of war. And one of the one of the rules in the articles of war are the authority structure. We have to understand the authority structure. Right. And part of the authority structure, right, is is there's a twofold end. Of the authority structure, and that is to provide and to protect. So, 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 fathers of families, you you have the authority, and that you're bound to provide and to protect for your family spiritually and physically to provide and to protect. Father, spiritual father, the same thing. Father, when 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 father father Heilman dies, and may it be many many years in our future, we all grow old together serving Jesus. But when father dies. The Lord's going to say, how many followers did you have on your podcast, Father? How many T-shirts did you sell? How much money did you raise? He's <laughs> going to say, I'm going to show you some of your sheep. Did you defend them? Did you provide for them? Right. And did you protect them? Right. That's what he's going to call you to the carpet on. And we're going to be called to the carpet on that as well. Dan, when it comes to, I'm curious, when it comes to um, you know, the idea of being skilled, as the title is, are you skilled in the basics? You're talking about being skilled in the basics uh, of spiritual warfare. Now we talk about you know, the idea that things have been wussified or sissified or, or fluffified, whatever word you want to use, the basis is we've gone soft. Yeah, we've gone soft. That's you're telling enough. us that this, this, is not, this is not like an opinion. This is what the church fathers wrote. They use these terms. They saw it this way. So whether a person likes the term that we are the church militant on earth, the church has referred to these three categories, church triumphant, souls in heaven, Church suffering, holy souls in purgatory, church militant, us here on earth. People will say, oh, I don't like that term. But that doesn't change the fact that that's simply what it is. People don't want to look at Jesus as this warrior or fortress in connection to a relation to a a battle or warfare. But this is really what it is, not an opinion. No, we've heard this. Oh, no, we don't use that language that once you're confirmed, you're a soldier for Christ. This is another ancient term that goes all the way back. Uh, um, um, this understanding of the church militant. It's understanding back to St. Augustine that you are a soldier now. You 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 arm yourself. And Augustine was never a soldier. Now St. Paul or, or, or St. Ignatius, St. Francis. You know there were many soldiers. Saint 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 uh, uh, um, Sebastian. You know there were many good soldier saints, right? Uh, but but the language has been imbued into the in, into 
the tradition of the church to understand what our role is that we must soldier up and soldier on you and 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 the imagery is very it's very clear you have to be ready you have to drill just like uh, you know uh, drill this into your children be disciplined in your prayer life and it isn't just about oh i need everybody's like oh how do i what do i pray i need the secret prayer to do this the secret prayer to do that i'll tell you the secret prayer it's offering suffering it's doing small little sacrifices right it's making small little little sacrifices offerings of uh, redemptive suffering, vicarious atonement for your sins and the sins of others. The, you know, people, well, I can't pray this prayer. You want to, my husband doesn't go to mass. And so I, what prayer can I pray to? I'll tell you the prayer. Besiege heaven with the rosary. Ask our lady, please dry, help me with this and offer sufferings for him. Offer sufferings, be Christ to this person and offer small little sacrifices a little rock flips into your shoe. Don't go, oh, no, my foot hurts. My foot hurts. This is painful. Walk with it for an hour. Small little sacrifices. It's not difficult. St. Therese, another doctor of the church. It's the little way of holiness. She was a powerhouse. She was a giant in spiritual life. And we tend to dismiss her as, oh, that's so sweet. Therese's doctrine of spiritual littleness is huge. How to offer every single thing to, 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 for souls. This is how she says, I will reign down uh, uh, graces from heaven through, 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 by teaching others to do this, to make small sacrifices. And this is how we do it. And again, what do soldiers do? They make sacrifices. They must learn to sacrifice. It, it's so true. And sacrifice, I always like to say, comes from the Latin sacrifactore, which means to make holy, to make sacred. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that, that's what we're doing when, we, when we're making those sacrifices. We're, 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 we're actually uh, pressing in and becoming stronger, I always say it's like resistance training. It's it's like lifting weights. You're, you're pressing in. You're making sacrifices. You're becoming stronger and stronger. And then sacrifices become easier and easier. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden light. And, and yeah, yeah. Beca because, you know, as as a soldier for Christ, you're in, you're well-trained and you're, you're making those sacrifices. But you also love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and so you want to, you please your father in heaven, or in the context of what we're talking about today, you know, uh, make good with your, your uh, commanding officer and, you know, and, and sir, yes, sir. Uh, and, and that, that when you have a, such a resolve for that, such a passion for that, then you want to, you know, I'm thinking now of the, the basic training, you know, they, they want to, you know, go marching and, and do their sit-ups and their push-ups or whatever they, you know, they go through. Uh, because they know they're getting better for that. But Dan, um, uh, real quick, I, you know, I, 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 I want to tell a quick story. I was thinking about it when you were talking about this. Is that uh, I met a guy uh, at the store I go to frequently, and uh, and we've been talking. And I, in essence, I've been trying to evangelize him. He always sees me in my collar, and he and he perks up when he sees that. And we get into conversation. But at one point, you know, he was going through some tough stuff. He wasn't specific with me about it. Can you pray, Father? Sure, I'll pray for you. And uh, about a month later, I saw him, and he was lit up. He says, Father, everything was resolved, and it, it, it's, it all went in the right direction. And I believe it's because of your prayers. How do I get back into the church? I used to be uh, strong in the church, and I, I haven't for years. How do I get back in the church? And this is what I said. I said, listen, just do this. You know, first of all, uh, take some time every day and just stop. And just spend some time with our Lord. Try to make it 15 minutes if you can. Maybe longer if you want, but just stop and be with them. No agenda. Just make it your time with him. 
I said, I said, and then get back to church. Okay. Uh, go when you're supposed to. And then I said, take this rosary and make, get a relationship with our blessed mother. I said, there's power in this rosary. And this is going to pour graces in your life. She's the mediatrix of graces. She's going to get powerful graces coming into your life if, if you do this. And I gave him one of my combat rosaries with that. And this guy is all in right now. But we're to, but the, the title of our, our podcast tonight is Skilled in the Basics. You know, what do you guys, or Dan, you want to start? What do you feel? Because you do Libra Cristo, and I think that's what you do is you get people disciplined in the baseline protocol basics of our faith. So what are we talking about when we're talking about getting skilled in the basics? Yeah, one is is one of the things that we've that we've learned over the years dealing with extreme cases um, of people with diabolic affliction is that the demon the demon responds to the imposition of order as much as to the prayers themselves. And so the discipline, so we, we, we ask people to do a very strict discipline. And it's not that difficult. It's five minutes, six minutes of prayer three times a day, but it's at six, twelve, and six. The the thing that people complain most about is the spiritual. I mean, the uh, media fast. They 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 don't want. They they hate the the. They don't hate it, but they they recoil. I need my phone. I got to check this. I got to check that. No, use your use your med your 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 um, uh, you know for work and vocational stuff, but. You don't need to be checking on reading the news and depressing yourself or reading all this. Shut that down so you can focus on prayer. Remember, Padre Pio, prayer is the best weapon we have. And also, weekly confession. Get in a state of grace. The most right. important thing is being in a state of grace. And people are like, oh, I don't have time to pray. I'll give you another doctor of the church, St. Catherine of Siena. She says, everybody should pray at least 30 minutes a day, at least 30 minutes, unless they're busy. Yep. She said, and if they're busy, they should pray for an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So this is a doctor of the church, right? Yeah. So, so, and I don't know a single person who's not busy, right? We, we all have, we all have to, to, to have the discipline of prayer. We got to take time to prayer. So a lot of people think, and as great as your podcast is and great as our podcast and, you know, and watching Father Ripperker videos and your homilies, these are all good things, but that is not prayer. People think that if I think about God or, or if I listen to a, po a Catholic podcast, that that's my prayer if given the choice listen spend time in silent prayer and part of that is the rosary the rosary is an absolute uh, uh gem which like this article that came out recently uh it was, it was really a hit piece against the rosary uh the rosary it, it's interesting that we're getting pushback in the secular media against the rosary because they see the effectiveness of yeah. the rosary viscerally people push against oh you, we've heard it from the beginning i heard it Two weeks ago at a pro-life rally, get your rosaries off our off our ovaries. I'm like, come on, kid, you're 20 years old. You know, what I mean, they've been using that one for 30 years. You know, find yeah. a new one, get original. So, <laughs> so the rosary is an absolute, absolute power. It does so much for us spiritually. Our Lady gave it so many promises to those who pray the rosary. If you get nothing else from this podcast, when you're done, turn it off and go pray. Turn your all your social media off. Stop the selfies. Hey, look at me and pray the rosary. That's the most important thing because the rosary, it, this is spiritual discipline. This is like doing the road work. When Mike Tyson was a, was a heavyweight champ of the world, he would run at three o'clock in the morning and they asked him, Mike, why do you, why do you run at three o'clock in the morning? And, and why don't you sleep until five or six? He says, I run at three o'clock in the morning because I know that nobody else is because he knows that he was working harder 
earlier, sleeping less, being more disciplined than his opponents. And, the, and, and that road work, that conditioning is absolutely vital for, 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 for you know, combat sports in any sport. So same thing, the rosary is something that every single Catholic needs to be doing every single day. You should be praying the rosary. Well, and in addition to everything you just said, um, Our Lady did say it too. You know, and that's it, one of the most amazing things. That's the terminology she used, Dan, um, and I know you know this so well, what she told St. Dominic about this being, her the angelic psalter being the battering ram. I mean, yeah, I, right. she also People, says, she says, do you know that this, that, um, that the weapon the most holy trinity wants to use to reform the world the weapon that i'm giving you for this type of warfare the warfare of reforming the world she says this weapon is a battering ram and i can tell you from experience when when you're dealing with when 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 there is a there is a, an affliction a manifestation that the that the, when the team is praying the rosary in support of the exorcist at an exorcism, the rosary—it's—it's—it's a—it's like a barrage of 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 of, of metal. It's just a—it's just a boom, 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 a pounding, you know, uh, uh, in the spiritual realm uh, that in support of the priest. And so this is this is the weapon that that she says. This is the language of the Blessed Mother. If the Blessed Mother herself uses this language, I think it's good enough for us. Yeah, that's one of those things I think about even in Fatima in 1917, the one thing that she said that she repeated in all six apparitions from May 13th, to October 13th is when you pray the rosary, you can bring peace to the world and you can avert war. I mean, this is a very, very powerful thing. And like you said, pray it every day. The mother of God has told us to pray it every day. And she doesn't say these things on her own. She doesn't come to the world with these apparitions on her own. It's the power of her son. So if this message is coming from her, we know it's coming from him from our Lord Jesus, that this is clear, a powerful, powerful thing to do. I mean, Dan, being skilled in the basics, skilled in the basics of the rosary, address, if you could, why people won't pray the rosary. I mean, I hear all the time, I don't get anything out of it. I don't feel anything from it. It's something only for old ladies and funerals. I've heard that too. You know, it's, but yeah. people just, we find every reason not to, it's too, I have too much to do. It takes a whole 15 to 20 minutes to pray five mysteries. Um, yeah, this is the excuse, 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 excuse. I've made them before too. So I, I have some ideas why I think people do that. But ultimately, Dan, from your perspective, what is it about these excuses and how do we just get rid of these, these excuses and get on with the work of, of the rosary that our lady has told us is so important? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's 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 spiritual sloth and effeminacy. I don't want to do the hard work, right? If I say to you, Doug, I, I really want to be, I want to be, I want to be buff like Doug Doug Barry. Uh, I want to be strong. I want I want to have big pecs, you know. Um, but I don't I don't like I don't like weightlifting. It it, it hurts. It, I'm tired, you know. If you want to if you want to excel, you want to have physical fitness. And now I exercise. Uh, back in the day, I was a fighter. I, I exercised all the time. Now I exercise. So the Lord gives me health, gives me strength, so I can continue to serve Him. Right. So if you want, if you if you want uh, to be healthy physically, you got to have a good diet. You got to have a discipline about yourself. You have to exercise according to your state in life and your age and your you know your medical record, your doctor's recommendation. So yeah. So Saint Louis de Montfort says this about the Rosary, and not just the Rosary, the Hail Mary. He said the Hail Mary, well said. That is with attention, devotion, and modesty is according to the saints the enemy of the devil which puts him to flight the hammer which crushes him 
It is a sanctification of the soul, the joy of the angels, the melody of the predestinate, the canticle of the New Testament, the pleasure of Mary, and the glory of the Most Holy Trinity. So it's no wonder that the world doesn't like the fact that we pray this pray this prayer. Right. Yeah. This is this is the weapon or the, the 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 means by which Our Lady wants to renew society through, right. through the rosary, through the prayer of the rosary. It's a beautiful prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, I mean, and, and, you know, the fact that we're talking about being skilled in the basics, I, I know we don't have you for much longer because you're, you're out there in Germany doing amazing things, but in the time that we got left, if you could just, by the way, some, Doug, by yeah. the way, when I got here, I go to breakfast the first day and they're serving bologna and bread and cheese. So I have a bologna sandwich for breakfast Nice. and I say, I say, Hey, this is, you don't have to have a special meal just for me because, because I'm here. <laughs> Because this is like heaven for me. Yeah. And uh, they said, no, no, we have this every morning. And I said, oh, a bologna sandwich for breakfast. I know. Yeah, yeah it's like, am I in Ohio? Did I die and go to Ohio? You know? <laughs> this is amazing, man. Wow. So anyway, so so I'm eating bologna three times a day. It's it's fantastic. Okay. Now, the audience has got to be wondering if you're serious about that. Not just the baloney, but the part about going no, no. to Ohio. How is going to Ohio oh, like going to heaven? Ohio against the world. I mean, that's, <laughs> uh, that's what we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Google it. Yeah. Uh, well, Dad, all my Buckeyes, all my Buckeye fans out there, and all my Buckeyes, I give you a shout oh, out. All the Buckeye man. priests, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah. ecumenical here. Yeah. Have exactly, a baloney yeah. sandwich. Have a baloney sandwich. Uh, celebrate, <laughs> celebrate the good things in life. Have a bologna sandwich. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That. Uh, all right. For people who like bologna. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. So Dan, real quick, uh, your former military, uh, you understand the idea of training up in even natural skills, physical skills. Um, we've got this workshop coming up next week and we really always want to encourage people to check out the battle ready emergency preparedness course, get better prepared body, mind, soul. The physical part of it is key. Now we know we've heard from a lot of people that they don't see anybody else addressing this, this fact that we are in the Catholic faith, that we are body, mind, soul. There is this physical component. We do need to not just have the food, the water, know how to filter water, store water, know how to start fire and this and that, if you got to cook something, but it's, and it's not just for camping. It can be for an emergency situation, crisis, natural disaster, what have you. What can you say about the importance of us having physical skills in order to survive and how it actually relates to the fact that we need, just like we need spiritual skills, we do need physical skills in order to, to take care of ourselves and take care of our loved ones. Yeah, you do. You, you have to, you have to have the basic understanding of, of these things as you're doing Doug. I think it's very prudent. I can just tell you over here, they're being told in Europe um, this winter, there will be no electricity. There will be no gas because of the war, because of, uh, because of what Russia is doing. And so they're, they're spreading all this fear. And, 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 um, and some people say, oh, all you have to do is pray. No, you do have to, you, you do have to pray, but you have to be ready. You, know, you have to be ready and be prepared about what you're doing mm -hmm. because um, we don't know. There's, there's a lot of people in the world that are uh, in charge that are making really bad decisions for us, and, um, and, and they're threatening these different things. So we just have to be prepared. I, I think it's a lot of hype, and I think it's, again, more fear-mongering fear by, the, by the, you know, the political elite and the media to stir up fear, but, I, but, uh, but we still need to be prepared. You need to be ready um, uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, psychologically, emotionally. We have to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, Dan, it's so great to have you on. Uh, yeah. We again, thank you so much for saying yes to coming on. Um, we well, have you on anything frequently. for you, Father. You're, yeah. you're you're my guy, Father. I, ah, I, I really I love you, my Father. Guy. Yeah, like I say, I revere the yeah. military. I know Doug does too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Saint, yeah, Saint well, uh, Maximilian Colby always wished he was in the military. 
and I, he's yeah, my but, hero. And, so. and so what did he do? He started the blue, the, the, the militia, yeah, militia, the militia maculata, the blue yeah, army. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I so we got the grace to, force. To We're following. That's his lead. right. That's and right. And he is the patron of the grace force. Yeah. But anyways, he used social. He used the media just like you did. He yes. Used, he yes. The best in the media. Just like yeah, yeah. Yep, so you're doing everything yep. that you're you're in a good tradition of a fine team. I'm hoping I am. He's my hero, and yeah, you're one of my heroes too. With thank you for your service so much and thank you for saying yes every time we ask you on which is often let's have the name of the father son the holy spirit amen Amen. come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen Amen. Amen. awesome all right and appreciate it brother